What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Who Puts, where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. I'm Jonathan Brown. Jonathan Bex. Today, ladies and gentlemen, yep, you heard correctly. We have a very, very special guest. We finally have a second guest on the show, man. A good brother of mine, a Morehouse brother at that. Very knowledgeable in basketball and wrestling. My boy, Jonathan Banks. And, John, first things first, man. I appreciate you hopping on, man, for real. It's the first Saturday I got off in a while, so I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah, we were we were supposed to – he was supposed to be on last week's – well, the couple, episode a couple weeks ago, but, you know, schedules just kind of didn't line up. So, seeing that, um, we have a little bit of a dilemma scene. Both of these niggas – our name's Jonathan – with the last name starting with the B, and they both happen to be from Maryland, I had to come up with a system. Nah, correct that, correct that. D.C., D.C. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Same area, but, you know. So, basically, here's why we're going to do this. When I say John, I'm referring to Jonathan Brown, you know, the one we do at, you know, the one that's on the podcast. When I say John, Anna, then I'm referring to John on Banks, our guest. So, just to clear that up. But with that being said, let's get this thing started. Talking about the NBA, first things first, man. We're going to go full in depth with the All-Star Weekend Review next episode. But I got to get this a couple things off my chest right quick, man. First things first, um, you want to know who won the Rising Stars Challenge? Not a coach, not a team. Well, a team, but not one of the teams that was one of the four. The Detroit Pistons won the Rising Stars Challenge. Kay Cunningham. Rising Stars MVP, and in the finals of the challenge, we get Team Isaiah versus Team Barry, Sadiq and Isaiah Stewart versus Kay Cunningham. It was a hell of a game, man. Kay Cunningham, Rising Stars MVP. That's my rookie of the year. Speaking of rookie of the year, I'm going to ask John on the first. Um, how did you feel watching that clutch challenge? And seeing Scotty Barnes and Tyrese Maxey miss six straight layups. I, I was laughing the entire time. <laughs> oh my I, god! I was like, "All right, can we go for one? No. Can he make one? Can he make one? No. Is he going to miss it again? Yes, he did." <laughs> then I went on Twitter, and someone really posted the meme saying. Uh, Scotty Jabbar Jr. after missing the first two shots. And it was a LeBron video saying, you know what? Here's another two for you. I could not stop that. Man, <laughs> look, man. All I want to say is, bro, for all y'all that said Scotty Barnes was rookie of the year, man, no, no. Man, he had, what, six attempts? He missed all six. Six, bro. Six layups. NBA players. First of all, because my thing was like, the shot was supposed to be a baby hook, and they're doing floaters, so they deserve that. They deserve that shit, man. They fucking deserve that. I'm sorry. It was terrible. Yeah. But, I, I, I don't know what was worse. That or the, no, it's kind of hard to top this thing with the All-Star game in terms of being really bad. Yeah, we we yeah no comment on no comment on our celebrity game, but John, what did you think about Tyrese and Scotty choking like that on a layup at that? It was hilarious, man. You know the All Star game; it needs entertainment, and that was the entertainment. Man. That was the entertainment. It was good. It was good seeing it. It was very good seeing it, even though it was bad for basketball. But it was very good for entertainment. I enjoyed myself watching that. You know, I mean, just 
miss after miss after miss after miss. It was hilarious. They made a three-pointer before a layup. <laughs> no, the game has changed. People yeah, that shit was ass. More than layups, which I think is, like, hilarious to me. It's I bad, man. It's terrible. It was terrible basketball, but I had fun. <laughs> oh, no, man. That, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> but moving into our first official topic, they have released the finalists for the Naismith Hall of Fame class of 2022. And there are some names in here that definitely should have been here a while ago. But there's also some very, very, very much deserving names. So here's the list. NBA referee Hugh Evans, Michael Cooper, a five-time NBA champion and five-time first-team all-defense, five-time all-star Tim Hardaway, consensus National Collegiate Player of the Year Marcus Johnson, two-time NCAA National Coach of the Year Bob Huggins, George Carl, the NBA's sixth winningest coach of all time, the all-time winning winningest high school coach Lita Andrews, WNBA Coach of the Year Marianne Stanley, you know that was coming. Four-time WNBA All-Star, two-time Olympic gold medalist from the Detroit Shocks, Swin Cash, Lindsey Whalen, five-time WNBA All-Star, three-time WNBA champion, and two-time Olympic gold medalist. And finally, a two-time NBA All-Star and a four-time NBA champion from the legendary San Antonio Spurs dynasty, Manu Ginobili. John, I'm going to ask you first. What, what do you think about the finalists this year? Um, the finalists this year, um, it's an okay class. It's not bad. Um, it's names that I know. Um, Ginobili, that's a name I grew up on. Swin Cash, Lindsey Whalen, two other names I grew up on. Michael Cooper, he played for the Lakers. He, he's not a Hall of Famer? That's crazy. Um. I thought, you know, he was in the Hall of Fame earlier, but hey, I mean, I'm glad he's a finalist. Uh, Bob Huggins, I believe that's the coach for uh, West Virginia, I believe. And then George Carl, um, he does have a resume to be in the Hall of Fame. However, his last few years as a coach has been questionable, especially with DeMarcus Cousins and his beef on Twitter between the two which I think is just immature. Uh, Marianne Stanley, uh, shout out to her. I know I met her before. I've known her, so she's a pretty good – she's a pretty nice woman. Uh, Tim Hardaway, he should have been in the Hall of Fame, and I think the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame because of his comments about um, the LGBTQIA plus community. And um, I think this class is an okay – Wait, what did he say? He said he hates gay people. Oh – so, so he's homophobic. Oh, oh that's, boy. Uh, oh my. Uh, um, I wonder how that's gonna go during the ceremony. Did he? Has he? How long ago was this? It was like, it was like years ago, more than a decade. Um, has he, you know, come out and apologized? Yeah, he has. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, okay. Um, I thought that was recent. I was being like, oh, yeah, it was like, um, like years ago. Like ten plus years ago. Jesus, not too hard to be homophobic. Damn, man. Damn. <clears throat> Jesus. But um, my thoughts on the class, I'm pretty much the same with John. There's a lot of names I'm not too familiar with. Um, 
Hugh Evans. Um, I mean, the refs, I guess. Um, the ones I want to talk about the most um, are Swin Cash, Lindsey Whalen, and Manu. Um, obviously, you know, I have my Swin Cash bias. You know, she's a former Detroit Shock, um, four-time All-Star, you know, two-time Olympic gold medalist. So she definitely should have been there a while ago. Um, I know she did, like, just retire in, like, what, 2000? When did she – matter of fact, let me go look to see when she retired. Like 2017, 16? 2017, okay, yeah, I mean. Yeah, because you got to be like five years to get in the Hall of Fame. Um, 2016, 2016. Okay, 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 okay. I'll, I'll let that slide then in that case. Um, Lindsey Whalen, I mean, there, there's no real discussion to really be had. Like, she deserves that Hall of Fame spot. But Manu Ginobili, man, one of the best – if not the best six man in NBA history, um, one of the most prolific scorers, you know, you know how those lefties do it, you know. Um, of course, you know, maybe he should have been, you know, a starter, but then seeing that system, of course, you see why Pop always had him be the six man coming off the bench. And it worked for San Antonio. I mean, they got four rings out of it. So um, I just want to say a huge congratulations to everybody that is a part of this class. Um I had some nice things to say about Tim Hardaway until about two minutes ago. So um, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to say congratulations there. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the class. Um, now, Jonathan, what did you what do you think about this class? Um, I really don't know a lot about the class. I know about Tim Hardaway and um, George Carl and Monty Nobley because I mainly watch the NBA. Uh, I forgot the ref's name, but I'm just saying gold refs, I guess, because Sometimes he refs be playing games, but shout out to him. Um, I started watching the, NBA, the WNBA. I haven't really got that much into it yet, but I'm proud for all the people who are from the WNBA to be in the Hall of Fame. And shout out to I'm pretty. Does this make the entire Spurs Big Three into the Hall of Fame now, or is Tony Parker not out to be in the Hall? No, nah, Tony Parker. I don't think. Yeah, Tony Parker is just not eligible. Okay, so pretty, pretty soon we're going to have that big three in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, let, let me check right quick. Like 2019. Um, yeah, 2019. Let me see. Bro, they keep – I'm typing Tony Parker, and they keep giving me these Italian dudes, bro. I don't – okay, there we go. Um, He retired – yeah, he retired in 2019. Yeah, so he ain't close to eligible oh. All right, yeah, but so, uh, that entire Spurs big three, they're going to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. For sure. Um, I actually didn't know George Carl was the sixth most winningest coach because I, I just kind either. of – I really just remember him in that DeMarcus Cousin feud because that was yeah. really, really bad. And then it all kind of just blew up on DeMarcus Cousin's face when he got traded, like, mid all-star game. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. that, I, that was some wild stuff when I saw that. Yeah. Oh, apparently George Carl is one of only nine coaches to have won a thousand games. I George Carl. Did he win any championships? Um, um, I don't think so. No, hell no. Like he has no. the resume. Hell no. Coach. What? Yeah, he's so he's he's coached. He coached Cleveland, Golden State, the Sonics, Milwaukee, Denver, and Sacramento. So he didn't he didn't come anywhere close. 
Because when he well, coached a thousand games plus and he has not won a single ring, that is because he coached Cleveland and Golden State in the eighties. So you know, and, um, he coached Seattle. They made the finals, but they didn't win. Yeah. And then between Milwaukee's, Denver, and Sacramento, there was no way he was ever going to win a ring. So, yeah. I mean, he did win Coach of the Year in 2013. So, you know, I guess that. I guess he goes from, I guess he got the um the wins off longevity. That yeah. Yeah. I'm about to say, I have a thousand games plus and no rings. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of That's great. a. That's some trivia facts. And that's a thousand rings since – that's a thousand wins since 1984, bro. From 1984 to 2016. That's – Yeah, that's longevity. That's yeah. a trivia fact. Yeah. Like, ain't no yeah, one – definitely. Who's a Hall of Fame coach Man. that has a thousand games won but not a single rank to add to it? Yeah, he's won 1,175 games. And nothing to show for it. Nothing except to show 20, for it. Except 2013 Coach of the Year. That's, you know, like, that's crazy. Uh, you know, I'm proud for him. Hey, shout out to him being in the Hall of Fame, but that's some Charles. That's like some Charles Barkley s stuff oh. right there. Oh my god, I'm fucking crying. Well, moving on to our next NBA topic, we are at the All Star break, ladies and gentlemen. Which means, yes, we are at the mid season point. And it's time to give a mid-season review on what we have seen so far in the NBA. And boy, do I have some thoughts here. Um, first things first, shout out to Miami and Chicago, man. Um, I knew Chicago was going to be good, you know, I, but I expect like a fourth seed, fifth seed, you know. They're currently tied with Miami for the best record in the East. Um, DeMar DeRozan could potentially win the MVP, could potentially win the MVP. Um, and I definitely think that if he does win it, he for sure deserves it. Zach Levine been hooping too. Um, I know Lonzo's been hurt, but when he's been out there, he's been a huge help. Um, my boy Io, you know, the rookie, he's been out there doing his thing too. Kobe White. Um, once Alice Caruso comes back from that injury, you know, it's gonna go even crazier. So I'm just ready to see Chicago shine. Miami has been flying under the radar as the first seed in the East, and I don't get it, I don't understand. We should be talking because everybody's like, oh, well, we're not talking about Phoenix. We're not talking about Phoenix. We should be talking about Miami. Fuck Phoenix. Disrespectfully. Um, what else do I want to say? Um, Boston's mid as fuck as usual. Um, it's time to blow that team up in the offseason because they didn't do shit during before the trade led line for God knows why. Um, what else? Um I'm not going to say anything about the Pistons right now. Um, At this moment in time, I'm just going to say no comment. Um, But as y'all do know, those niggas suck. Um, They're currently 29th in the league. So go Magic. Thank you for keeping the Pistons from being the worst in the league. I appreciate that. Um, But moving to the West, um, I mean, Phoenix has been hoping, but fuck them. Golden State, obviously, you know, they got Clay back, so they've been playing outstanding. Um, Memphis, okay, hot take, hot take. If Golden State fucks up, Memphis is going to the finals. Because I don't trust Phoenix to win. I do not trust Phoenix to win. I don't Chris Ball going to get injured again. Chris Ball going to get injured again. Amen. I'll tell you that. 
if Golden injured yeah. every playoffs, every time he had a chance at the finals, and yeah. it doesn't he just adds up crack. <laughs> yeah, so if, if Golden State fucks up, Memphis is going to the finals. Um, what else? Utah mid, well, not mid, but I mean it's it's the jazz. Dallas, ugh. Denver, mid as fuck, save Jokic. Um, who and I have to talk about this, man. Oh, the Los Angeles Fakers. Oh, 79 overall, Russell Westbrook, man. Hey, man, that's crazy. From a high oh, yeah. 80 oh, to god. a low to a high 70. Oh, my god, that's a whole 10 point drop off. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, man. So, for those of y'all that didn't hear, um, Russell Westbrook is officially at 79 on 2K. Ain't that but a bitch. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. Alex Caruso has a higher rating than him. Though. Nah, that's crazy, man. But like. Listen, LeBron can be with or without LeBron, they suck. With or without Russ, they suck. With with or without AD, they suck. And the I glass cannon, AD. Like the glass cannon. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, AD hurt again Bro, that nigga is legit. Have you seen the paper, video? Man. That nigga. That nigga be bro. That nigga be hurting himself. I don't. The I don't way understand. he fell was very <laughs> yikes. Like Yo. his entire ankle folded on himself. That's, that's it. Though. Man, I mean, like, you know, prayers to him, but, yo, it's time to retire, man, because you just you just can't stay healthy to save your life. Like, this nigga's legit made a paper. I mean, he's the one that said, oh, I have nothing else left to prove after he won that ring. Nigga, so. <laughs> you need to prove you can stay healthy. That's what you he need said. to prove. <laughs> man, and speaking of people that just need to retire, I'm going to just straight up say it. Damian Lillard, you are a dumbass. You are the biggest dumbass I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. All this shit that Portland has done to sabotage this motherfucker's career. You know what this man says yesterday. I'm still not running from the grind. I'm still Portland all the way. I want to win the championship in Portland. Dame, you're retired. You're, if you think you're going to win a championship in Portland, Oregon, you're a fucking idiot. He's not Giannis. You are a dumbass. You are a dumbass. He's, he's not Giannis. See, but here's man, the thing. not going to win. Milwaukee, Milwaukee actually has a competent front office that actually makes good decisions. The Pelic, the, the Blazers traded CJ McCollum for Eric Bledsoe. Eric fucking Bledsoe. The farthest Damian Lillard has been in his entire NBA no. career was the Western Conference Finals, and they got no. sweet. I'm sorry, bro. I I know I know I said Paul George is one of the most overrated NBA superstars, bro. But at this point, man, Dame gotta be like if Dame gotta be like the most overrated NBA superstar of all the time, bro. He has done absolutely nothing. Like and he's I don't, so NBA I don't, to like, bro. Except how the fuck did he make it? What has Damian Lillard done? Realistically. Let's think about it. Let's, let, 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 let's, His only know, achievement is rookie of the year, and he has, like, a couple highlights when it comes to game-winning shots bro. in the playoffs. The, people, the person who I still think should have made it is Dwight Howard. The only thing he's done between his rookie year and now was grow a fucking beard. That's the only thing he's done. That nigga ain't won a title, a conference finals, a semifinal. Like, bro, what? This nigga just done not, not even a scoring title, bro. I'll say this. The only good thing Jamie Lillard has done for the Trailblazers is bring them to the playoffs. Because before then, it was like bro. no postseason. I used to feel so all. bad for that nigga, bro. You, Damian Lillard, you have no sympathy for me. You you deserve – no. You deserve everything that's wrong with the Blazers. Because for you to still stay there, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I mean, where would you want him to go, though? Like, if you had a chance to be traded. 
at this point, go to Shaodong. Go to the Shaodong. Because <laughs> you, you, you clearly don't care. You clearly don't care. But I'm going to stop my rant right there because I went a little long. But Jonathan, based on what you've seen so far throughout the first half of the NBA season, what are all of your thoughts? Look, my favorite team in the Wizards is the NBA season. I'm already down bad as is. I, I don't, man, look. Um, Bill's injured for the rest of the season. Uh, our best person is Kuzma at this point. And Kuzma's been balling, but he's not bringing us to the playoffs. And I really just want this entire team to blow up. I still feel like they should trade Bill, but knowing the Wizards front office, they're never going to do that in the middle of the years. Because after I was I was done with the franchise after they traded Wall, and I'm like I understand why you traded Wall for Russell Westbrook, but Wall was your franchise player that had that chemistry at least. And while Russ did bring us to the playoffs, the dude was struggling, like not as bad as he is currently, but the dude was struggling at the beginning of last season. I remember that. Yeah. And then they traded him for Kuzma. Uh, then we got Spencer Dinwiddie, and I'm pretty sure only like, what is it, one out of the many trades we did this past offseason is still in the Wizards. So I'm kind of just, at least we got Bridget Bertans in his contract. That's the only good thing. But other than that, I'm kind of just, I'm numb with the franchise. I'm just waiting for the offseason. I'm just like, please trade deal, blow the, blow the entire franchise up, start from scratch. Get some graphics because I don't know what they plan to do at this point. Buell is kind of just Buell is getting better, but like I don't see him being able to carry a team fully into the playoffs, let alone the finals, without like some type of support. And Kuzma is, is good, but until he reaches some type of all star potential, I don't see that happening. Yeah. But um, any other thoughts on the rest of the league? Um. It's still funny how the two top players in both conferences, the Suns and the Heat, don't really get a lot of media coverage. Like, Suns had this massive win streak, and I heard nothing about it. I didn't even know the Miami Heat were at the top of the conference, so you just said something. So <laughs> it's crazy how all these big teams, like all the best teams right now, are like very low NBA ratings. Meanwhile, they're still covering the Lakers, even though they're like one of the worst teams in the entire league. So I just find that kind of funny, but um, I get it. Lakers is a big market. New York is a big market, but Miami is a big market, so I'm kind of confused by the national. Yeah, about it. Maybe too. And now, John, what do you think so far as we have reached a halfway point in 2021-22 NBA season? The Eastern Conference – it's better than the Western Conference this year. Yes. Thank you. Somebody said it. Somebody said it. Thank you. I mean, let's just have the first eight teams in the Eastern Conference and the first eight teams in the Western Conference. The eighth seed in the Eastern Conference are the Brooklyn Nets, and their winning percentage is 52.5%. And then in the Western Conference, the eighth seed, it's the Clippers, and their winning percentage is 49.2%. So as we can see right there, the Eastern Conference has a more competitive conference. 
you have a losing team in playoff contention in the Western Conference. That's that's not good. Because usually we, we've seen the Western Conference be dominant for the past 10, 15 years. And then now we've seen the Eastern Conference have a resurgence. The Eastern Conference is more entertaining to watch than the Western Conference. Um, the Celtics, yes, they're the sixth seed and they're mediocre. However, in their last 10 games, they have been 9-1. and one. And they were on a nine-game winning streak. <laughs> so I really expect them to come out and either pass the Bucks because I believe they're two games behind the Bucks, and probably pass the Cavaliers. Now, if they don't pass the Cavaliers or the seventy, hmm. John, I'm sorry, bro. You're smoking. You're smoking. What? You think Boston's going to – Cleveland and Milwaukee? Philly is 35-23. and 23. <sighs> Boston is 34-26. They're, they're really right there. They're right there. And we just saw Philly get blown out, get blown out by Boston by like 40-something. But they just traded James Harden. Look, bro, I I could have somewhat agreed with you if you had just right. said Cleveland, but nigga, what, Milwaukee? No, no. Milwaukee's the fifth seed. Boston's bro. a six. You really think that Boston is really going to take over Milwaukee? You you think the Boston Celtics are going to have a higher seeding than not the Bucks? The is, but at some certain point during the season, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can't disrespect the former champions like that, man. I'm yeah, sorry. Because here's the thing. That's you remember, under my Giannis. You remember, you remember the nine-game win streak, right? You, you remember, right? You know, who who did they lose that to? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm, let me think. Um, It was a team on a nine-game losing streak. Um, <laughs> At one point, they were the worst team. Who was? Oh, you know what? It was the Pistons. They lost their nine-game losing streak to the, the second-worst team in the league that was on a nine-game losing streak. And you expect me to believe that these are the same motherfuckers who's supposed to overcome Milwaukee and Cleveland at any point in the season? John, you, you're on drugs, bro. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It don't even matter because if Boston and Milwaukee meet up in the playoffs, Milwaukee is <laughs> slapping Boston. Bro. It like if they overcome each other in seeding, oh well, Milwaukee's still gonna slap Boston across the oh, face yeah. of playoffs. Most definitely. But uh John, back back with what you, you were saying. Anyways, <laughs> um the Wizards are disappointing. I don't know how you go from the one seed earlier in the season to the eleventh. That just makes no sense. Um, the trades that the Wizards did, I don't know why we traded away Montrezl Harrell. That that literally makes no sense. You don't you have tough and greatness on the team. You keep Montrezl Harrell. You don't benefit the Hornets, who are ahead of you, in return for Ishmael, which Ishmael, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. But that's not going to help us. That's not going to help us get in the playoffs. It's not going to help the Wizards get in the playoffs. The Knicks, you can, say goodbye. <laughs> you can say goodbye to their playoff appearance. 
say goodbye to the Knicks. Pacers, they're not going to make the playoffs, but if they rebuild around Tyrese, they may, they may be something next year. They may be something next year. Y'all think Julius Randle finna get traded off in the offseason? Who? Julius, Julius Randle. See, here's the thing. They should trade Julius Randle, but James Dolan is the team president, so... Um, They're not going to trade him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Western Conference... Nuggets have to be better. They have to be in a higher seed. They got it. First of all, they got to be higher than Utah. They have to be because right now they're sitting at the sixth seed, and I believe Denver should be at the fourth seed. Um, Utah still going to make the playoffs. Dallas, they need. First of all, Dallas. How do I say it? They should be better than who they are. Dallas should be better than who they are. They should be the fourth seed or a third. But, hey, I mean, that's Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, hey. Timberwolves are sitting at the seventh seed. I'm well, I didn't even think about them. I didn't even They're think about them. at the seventh seed. And they've been, they have been seven and three in their last ten games. So, What's the last time Timberwolves made playoffs? Oh, uh, I believe it was. when Jimmy Butler was there. Yeah, 2018 when they faced Houston and, and then they lost to Houston. Oh yeah, that, that playoffs. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sorry. All I could think about is how Jack, how um, Jimmy Butler was pitching cat in practice now. <laughs> but uh, but um, I mean, I mean, I'm excited for Anthony Edwards. If they make the playoffs, now they have to do the play-in against the Trailblazers, <laughs> and they definitely are going to beat the Trailblazers. Uh, we're going to uh, the eighth seed is the Clippers, and the ninth seed is the Lakers. Oh gosh, are we going to have an LA uh, play-in game? Hey, man. Does anybody does anybody actually really care to see that though? Because listen, oh, like the fans are. I mean, of course, LA fans are in general, but I'm just talking about like in the broad span of the entire NBA. Oh, man, I'm not watching this series. <laughs> Fuck out of here. The play in tournament. Man. So it's one game. It's one game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. Hey, man. And I can't believe I'm about to say this because I never thought in a million years I'd ever say this. And I wish, I wish Jen was on this episode so you could see the disgust of my face and say this. And John ain't going to believe I'm going to say this too. Um, In this case, Go, go Clippers. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I wow. can't believe I just said I, I have bashed the Clippers all these years. And I just said go Clippers. Um, I'm, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. Um, if only you said that when they have Kawhi Howard. Wait, no. Wow. I can't talk. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, no. If only you said that why they have Kawhi Leonard. Oh no, man. I'm see, bro, because I I'm during that whole playoff P thing. No, no, no. They were calling that man pandemic P. Man, COVID 13, man. No. No, man. The evisceration of Paul George during the pandemic area of the NBA was hilarious. 
<laughs> but uh John, any other thoughts on midseason? Midseason? No, that's it. Bet, 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 bet. So with that, we move into the wrestling portion. And our first wrestling topic um, broke the internet, literally. Um, This shit came completely out of left field. Um, This was one of those moments where you remember exactly what you were doing when this shit happened. I was laying down, man. I just got out of class. I'm taking a nap. And I get a text in the podcast group chat from John. I think John sent it. And it was a tweet from AEW. And basically, to make a long story short, for those of you that haven't heard, Cody Rose left AEW. And um, if the reports are true, well, the reports are true, um, Cody is going back to WWE. Um, now, the first thing I want to address is his wife. Um, Brandy has also left AEW. Um, as you all know, I have my thoughts on Brandy Rhodes. Um, she has cut some of the worst promos I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, I'll never forgive her, that woman for saying, oh, well, you're a black belt while I'm a black bitch. I will never, the one thing I'll never, ever, ever forgive her for, and just, I don't know if Jonathan, you've heard this, but. um, She said that? Yeah, yeah. on national television. Yeah. <laughs> She's, she said that on national television. But I can see why, thing. okay, I can see here's, why most of the AEW locker room doesn't like her now. <laughs> sure. The one thing that she said that just triggered my entire hatred for her this black woman, I, I, I just want to, I just want to emphasize. Now, did she say this during Nigga Supremacy Month? No, she said this a few years ago, but even still, she said this. She said, it's an honor and a privilege to be the first black member of the Rhodes family. Yes, she, she said that. Um, I, I, <laughs> oh my goodness. Does, okay, I'm just curious. Does um, anybody, does any one of her backstage friends ask about her promo before she listen, decides to Listen, listen here. How do you say that on live television Look, and not make second thoughts about it? And I, I, I said this on Twitter, and surprisingly, I didn't get put in Twitter jail for this, but I'm just like, if Brandy Rose actually had black friends, they would have told her to keep her mouth shut. Because what even possessed you to say anything like that? Um, what makes you think the idea of saying I'm the black, I'm the first black person in the royal family is a good I, thing to say out your yeah, mouth? Like you, you basically just told her, yeah, um, I'm a slave. Yeah, you basically, that's basically what you just did. That's basically what you just did. All I heard from Brandy Rose when you said that is Masa, because yeah. ain't no way. I'm just in the like, why, why, why? Um, like, what would you gain out of saying that? Right, right. No one really cared. Like, we get it. The whole idea of Cody Rhodes' intro is wrestling has more than one royal family. Okay. But I think no one needed to be input in saying, yeah, yeah I'm black um, and I'm also in this royal family. That's just kind of... I also I need Brandy Rose to stop telling people she's from Detroit. That woman's from Ann Arbor. <laughs> Man, you, you are closer to the University of Michigan than 8 Mile, okay? You 
have ne- I, I guarantee you she has never even been to the city of Detroit. I guarantee you. Okay. She gra- hell, she graduated from U of M. She graduated from Michigan. Now, so my folks that go to U of M, don't don't say I'm not bashing your school. Don't worry. Um, hail to the victors, you know, your, your little fight song. Um, even though y'all didn't admit me, fuck y'all, but you know what? I'm not gonna go there. Um Brandy. Morehouse better anyway. <laughs> yeah, go Morehouse. But um, I mean, I, I said this and people have taken this out of context. People have quoted it out of context. But I said this about Brady. I said, I hate the bash of black woman, but do she really even know that she black? I straight up, I, I said it. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and waste time bashing Brandy Rhodes. Um, I wish her the best of luck in future endeavors, and I hope that she takes this time to, you know, go back to her roots and just remember what she looks like on the outside. Because you y'all remember that y'all remember that girl that went was on uh Dr. Phil talking about uh she was white when she was clear when she was dark yeah I I feel like I feel like Brandy Rose only tell people she's black in public but I digress let me let me stop bashing Brandy Rose because I don't want to sound like I'm anti black women because I love black women but um Cody leaving AEW and going back to WWE is hilarious. Because the reason that he left was because he lost creative control. And now he's going to a company where he will have even less creative control. So I don't understand that. But um, I I ran on talking about Brandy. So I'm going to just stop myself for now. But Jonathan, what what, first things first, what were you doing when you heard the news? And what do you think about all this? Uh, I think I was in class when I first saw it, and I was just like, uh, that's interesting. Because I don't really have, like, any emotional ties to AEW. I watch it because it's fun. But when I saw that, I was like, ain't he EVP of the entire company? And then more reports came out, and then I realized Brandy leaving. But then WWE's not going to want to pick up Brandy because she can't wrestle. So I doubt she's even going to. I mean, to be honest, she's not even going to go into the performance center unless she's because what is it? She's in her thirties, right? Yeah, I think so. WWE standard right now is mid is like mid to low twenties for women. So the chances of her getting picked up right now are kind of slim at best for that. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes going back to WWE doesn't make sense to me because I don't get how you get mad over a lack of creative control and then you go to the company that writes everything for you, including promos. Like, they even have Michael Cole in commentary tell certain things that is spouted by Vince in his ear. So I'm just kind of confused where the whole idea of creative control is going for WWE. And then he also got mad over lack of pay because CM Punk's the highest paid uh, contract now. Who does he think he is? I don't know, but, like, my whole point, I think... Cody's just kind of going to like very greedy territory at this point because he was thriving really well in AEW. He had a great follower. He had a great follow. Everybody loved him. I was kind of on edge with him because I'm just like, he seems like a heel trying to be, he seems like a face that's actually a heel. And then he's, then I read the whole interview saying he doesn't want to be neither. I'm just like, okay, that's cool. 
The only person I know who can do that perfectly, the whole heel and face character, whenever they want to, is Seth Rollins, because he's a maniac at this point. Cody is trying to sound like an evangelic priest or something like, trying to spout like the truth. And it's not working. And it's causing me to like, not really be interested in him, even though he's a great wrestler. Because if you don't have really a defined character, then exactly how are you going to go with the entire idea of WWE putting everything like on paper for you? You don't have a character if your character is neither a face or a heel. It's just Cody Rhodes. But Cody Rhodes as a character doesn't make sense in WWE's entire format. I'm just curious how this is going to work within the next two months or so. Oh, I know exactly how this is going to work. It's kind. Of, they they kind of made it obvious. I mean, think about it, right? WrestleMania, right? We getting Alpha Academy versus the Hurricane and Stardust. I'm telling you that if they bring back Stardust, they <laughs> need to leave that company now. Yo, you know they, gonna, gonna, they you know they're not gonna let them leave, bro. I'm sorry, hey, Stardust is coming back, bro. I'm nah, sorry. I I don't. Nah, I'm sorry. Anything that has to do with Star, because that the whole idea of why he left WWE is because he had no creative control with Stardust. He wanted Stardust to have a separate persona, away from like everything. He was gonna have two characters of Stardust, and I was like, okay, when I read that, I thought it cool. But when WWE said no, we're doing what you do, this keep playing Stardust as a and basically heal, he was like, I don't want to do this, and he left. Man. So, I don't just see him having that creative control like he did in AEW at all. Like, I don't see how it's going to work. He's probably going to have, like, that one or two big month WrestleMania push because it's Cody Rhodes. He's a big draw regardless. But I, he's not going to get the AJ Styles treatment, honestly. And if he does, then... Yikes. <laughs> hey, bro, I just was going to say, John, you going to help us in that <laughs> Okay, so since, since y'all can't see it, let me tell you about this tweet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, tweet says, is Cody and Brandy Rose dancing their way back to WWE? If it, so, some people aren't going to understand this, but <laughs> It's a picture of Dusty Rhodes and uh, what's the girl? Sapphire. So for those of y'all know Dusty Rhodes, that's obviously Cody Rhodes' dad. He was a wrestler back in the 80s. He used to hear this black woman I would have named Sapphire. And they just used to dance for no reason. Like, <laughs> you going to hell? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but while we're talking about you, John, um, where, what were you doing when you got the news? And how do you feel about all of this? So, how I found out about the news, right? I was, I was asleep, and I woke up. It was like 10 in the morning when they tweeted all of that. AEW and all of the dirt sheets, they were tweeting about it. And I saw it on my timeline. I was like, ooh, ooh, I got to send this to Jarrell. So, that's what I did. You know, I sent it to Jarrell. And it was, like, crazy, and it was weird because – I don't understand how you request to leave WWE. You know, request to leave WWE because of creative control, creative reasons about your Stardust character. Go, and then go, like, 
to New Japan, Ring of Honor, TNA, and find your own wrestling company, your own wrestling company called AEW, and then, like, its first event, throw shots at WWE, especially Triple H, by sledgehamming his uh, his uh, throne chair. I mean, and continue to throw shots at WWE with the sledgehammer and all that. So it's, and then out of nowhere, you just leave to go back to the company you was dissing. I, I just don't get it. I just think it's weird. And he left AEW with like no stake, like no, like no percentage ownership. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You gotta leave AEW with some type of percentage ownership, like 5%, 10%, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, maybe 50. But with no ownership, that's crazy. Man. <clears throat> I actually feel like that was a stake in WWE's part. He can't have ownership in AEW's company during his WWE. Because yeah. WWE is so anti-Forbidden Door, considering that their only Forbidden Door as of thus far has been Mickey James. And even then, they just they scraped the bar just barely with the yeah. impact references. Yeah. And they haven't done it. And they haven't referenced it since. Yeah. So I feel like that was actually WWE yeah. who made him do that. But it, that's it. I don't. Yeah. I don't get the whole idea of him going back. It doesn't make sense. Like from him there, he was teasing the pedigree for a good couple months now. Yeah. Then does a whole new finisher, which is has the same setup as a pedigree. So, what is he gonna do? At, is he gonna do the pedigree at, at WWE? Because not gonna let him do that. Triple H don't Vince don't care about Triple H no more. We all know this. Oh yeah, I forget them, bro. Oh shit, bro. That just reminded me, bro. This is unrelated, but it kind of is, bro. Y'all remember when NBA Twitter discovered AEW? <laughs> <laughs> was that because bro. of the whole? Sh- was that because of the Shaq match? No, it was when uh, because niggas didn't know Chris Jericho was still wrestling. <laughs> so NBA Twitter discovered AEW. And they, bro, everybody was roasting the fuck out of Chris Jericho. Was this before Chris Jericho lost that belly fat, or was this? No, bro. It was when he still had it, though. Oh, bro, that night was legendary. That made Chris Jericho look like he was pregnant for all the two years. Things was like Chris Jericho built like a baby mama, dog. That shit, (laughs) bro. That was one of the most legendary nights on Twitter ever, man. I need a story telling about this because I didn't hear about this. Oh, you did? Okay. So I don't remember when it was. No, no, wait. Let me, let me, let me look at this tweet. So no, I want to go on Twitter. This was, this was December 2020. It was December 2020. And I don't know how this happened. I think because it was a couple of days before Christmas. And, you know, that's when, you know, the games are kind of ass right before Christmas, right? Uh-huh. So niggas didn't have nothing to watch on TNT. So niggas just turned on AEW on accident. And then everybody <laughs> saw, because nobody, because nobody recognized Chris Jericho. And then when they said Chris Jericho, NBA Twitter is just like, ain't no fucking way that's Chris Jericho. 
And they lit his ass up. <laughs> Dog, that had to be one of the most hilarious nights I've ever seen on Twitter. Bro. Like, my so whole team, bro. The whole team talking about Chris Jericho built like a little funny dog. I'm still asking where Chris Jericho was hear? on January 6th. Oh, you know where his wife was? His wife was there, bro. Where was Jericho on January 6th? Oh my 6th? god, bro. He had, bro. He, oh man, that shit was hilarious, bro. You seriously didn't hear about that? Oh no. my god, bro. I gotta see it for myself because that's just that's awesome. Oh man. Bro, Chris Jericho built like a baby mama was one of the best tweets. It was a top 10 tweet, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Bro, nigga said, is this the new TN? <laughs> Yo. Damn, I've been calling that man TNA. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> That's an, that's low key embarrassing on like a, a TNA. Man, nah, bro. Chris Jericho was getting bodied. <laughs> Man, but um, so actually, now that I think about it, so what's gonna happen to uh Cody Rhodes? His uh little uh that fake Miz and Mrs. he got going on. What's gonna happen to that show? Uh, from what I heard, they kind of have it up in like. It's like in limbo right now. They don't really know what's about to happen to the show. Nah. Like, I'm pretty sure when he uh, makes that WWE contract official, they're going to have to can it. But since it's not official, they're still just leaving it up in limbo right now. Hey, but season good. two season two was apparently canceled for production when they first got announced. So they yeah. just got held up. Well, I'm, I'm glad they canceled that show. Because that's when Brandy said it was an honor to be the first black member of the Royals family. Not because you know I I ain't had nothing better to do after watching Rampage and it would just happen to be on and that's when I heard and I'm just like they need to cancel this show. And then what about that uh that um I'm gonna... that fake ass America's Got Talent? See that's the problem. See he does it, bro. That's the problem, bro. That's the problem. He walked away from a lot of money. You gotta realize For that man had TV deals on TV deals. And it's Cody Rhodes, man. Bro, but also, then again, I didn't see, I didn't notice he had that big of a fan base until after he left and the ratings dropped for AEW and it was now like right, a whole thousand. Bro. Not a whole thousand, a whole hundred thousand. The crazy thing is, bro, is as cringe as AEW is right now, they're going to be perfectly fine without him, man. I'm sorry. Oh, man, they got CM Punk, Dan- Brian Danielson, yeah, John Moxley, um, MJF. MJF, MJF honestly could be like a Cody Rhodes for AEW, yeah. the way he'd be playing his character. Yeah. Uh, who else? They got a bunch of rising store stars. Hobbs is a big one. Um, they still got Hook. Hook hasn't even cut a promo. The man's just wrestling. Hey, shout out to Hook, man. Like, the they got a lot of good talent. They got a lot of, they got a lot of good rising <coughs> I'm not really worried for the past in life. Because they technically have their own developmental show as well. That's why AU Dark and AU Dark Elevation for them. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I'm going to leave my comics. I'm, I'm going to. Dark and Dark Elevation? I consider those uh, developmental shows. I'm, I, 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 I'm going to save my comments for another day. <laughs> you know. They're on YouTube, something like that? Yes. Yeah. 
No one's gonna go on YouTube to watch wrestling. That's why I consider them developmental shows. That's why I consider them developmental. Bro, just make Rampage a developmental show. Because that's how I view Rampage as. Oh, no, I always viewed Rampage as the extra hour of Dynamite. Man, Rampage is some bullshit, man. That's so fucking... Why does Adam Cole open up the show every week? Every single week? It was kind of like how um, CM Punk was opening Rampage up for a couple months. They just kind of have, they probably just have like that one person who's a draw for the show, and that's how they get their ratings. In the first case, it was CM Punk. In this case, it's now Adam Cole and Cook. You know, yeah, I'm going to leave all of my AEW comments to myself for another time. Uh, I, we went on, me and Damon went on our AEW rant a couple weeks ago. Um, another one may be coming. But, you know, honestly, I just might do a whole, we, we might just do wrestling as a whole, man, or something. Because this shit. Man, you should do that around WrestleMania season. Oh, gonna set it done. just be toxic, yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> if I'm gonna be toxic, if I don't get this, I know it's not possible, but if I don't see the Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match on that card, that ain't very toxic. That ain't I happen. wanted to, it's a perfect storytelling, but knowing WWE, they won't do it, man. But speaking of that company, our final topic of the day. We're going to use our thoughts and our brains and think about the future because we're going to talk about what we think WWE will look like five years from now. Roman Reigns is still champion like shit. And John, I'm going to ask you first, what things do you see happen in five years from now in the year 2027 in that company? Five years from now? Um, in WWE, Roman and Seth are still going to wrestle. Yeah, they they are, and the reason why because you see a lot of wrestlers now, like in their forties, still wrestling. You may thinking, oh, okay, uh, they're in their forties, they better retire sometime soon. But you got wrestlers thirty five in the. You got wrestlers in their prime, like thirty five and above wrestling. I mean, how Seth Rollins is like. He's seven months since 35. So in five years, he's going to be 40. So he's going to be out here wrestling like he's in his prime. Roman Reigns, he's 36. So five years, he's going to be 41. Um, what's another one? Damian Priest, he's 39. <laughs> Wait, what? Damian Priest is 39. I knew he was old. Damian, B- Damian Priest is like almost 30, 40. He don't even look like he's near 40. It's crazy. He's 39. He looked like he's 31. I think he was like one of the oldest NXT active contracts when that he was in there, down there. Because like everybody in NXT was like in their 20s or 30s. And then there's this man over here who's like in his mid-30s, late 30s. But he's still, but he moves really well though. Like man, he's yeah. like a lot better than the people down at NXT who are in their twenties. And then, nah, do you know they got that? They replaced two hundred five live too. I thought they were just canceling it. They replaced it. They canceled it and replaced it. With what? It's called NXT Level Up. And I don't know what, what it is. What the fuck did you just? Point. What did you just say? 
NXT Level Up is the replacement show. Okay, so it's a developmental. So there's a developmental for development. I don't get it. I, I, I get it. I actually get it. Because NXT is like two hours, and you can only fit in a certain amount of people in two hours. And then with everybody in the performance center trying to develop their characters, so it's a developmental show for their character that they can try out on. If it doesn't work, they just go off and then you try it again. Wasn't that what main event was for? That, yes, that main event is like that, but for the main roster. I'm so confused right now. I don't even. I don't get. So they basically have like what three developmental shows there? Main event and an NXT level up. That's it. Wait, I'm confused. So why do they have a developmental show for a developmental show, but also have a developmental show for the main roster? If they need to be on a developmental show for the main roster, then they shouldn't be on the main roster. I don't understand. I don't understand that company. I genuinely do not understand that company. And the funny thing is, main roster is only on Hulu. You don't even watch it anywhere else. So. It doesn't even get that it's much traction. Hulu? Yes. Oh, my God. They don't even get that much traction in terms of... The people who promote main event are the wrestlers themselves when they're wrestling. WWE never promotes it. Jesus. I'm not going to lie. Main event should be like a Saturday morning show. Like, there should be a Saturday morning, like... You know how people... I wouldn't say Saturday morning. Hey, bro, that just reminds me. Y'all remember that um that little kid's show that they used to run on Saturdays? That's what I was, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, I don't know if that would work. Bro. Nobody was watching. Because I'm like, the bro, last time they did episode, that... It was terrible. It was on CW. It was like 4Kids TV at the time. And yeah, I don't remember caring about it at all. Yeah, it was Saturday morning. I cared more about watching Yu-Gi-Oh! than I did WWE. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but let me let me think, let me think, let me think. WWE five years from now, um, the WWE network will be on Disney Plus. Oh, yes, because ladies and gentlemen, in five years, Disney is going to buy WWE. I'm 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 calling it, I'm calling it. Oh, and Nick Khan is definitely running the company in five years. Oh, yeah, who else? Um, MJF will be there. Yes, I said it. MJ, I, in 2024, he's leaving AEW and he's going to WWE. But by that time, there will be creative freedom to an extent because how the hell can you have MJF and not give that man the, the keys? Okay, he is going to be the face of the entire... He's going to be the face of wrestling in five years. I'm calling it. Um, Who else might be there? Um... Me, I'm fucking around. I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm, I'm gonna host WrestleMania or some shit, man. I'm, uh, maybe. Um, let me think. Let me think. What else? What else? What else? Um, the Forbidden Door will be completely locked, padlocked at that. Um, Great locks. The theme songs will be ten times worse. Everybody will have a generic bullshit. Honestly, Death you know what? At this point. At this point, bro, they may not even have music in five years. Their niggas will walk up to complete silence. Dev Rebel finna get a raise, I'm telling you that. Bro. Bro, matter of fact, because I tried to watch it. I, I got bored and I tried to watch an episode of NWA, bro. I'm never doing that shit again. Bro. They only have music for pay-per-views. 
So at the regular shows, the nation's just been walking up the silence. Hey, yo. What? Man, that shit is... Wait, amazing. so do they just have the wrestlers stand in the ring and have the announcers just say, bro, in this be, corner? They be, walk, they, they be walking to sight, bro. Because I, I, I commented on the video, I was just like, so they don't have music? And somebody was like, not in the studio, only at pay-per-view events. That makes yeah, but um, yeah, the Forbidden Door will be completely shut. Um, they the music will be worse. Um, let me think. Who will be champion? Roman. And um, I can see Riddle being champion. And Reggie, I think Reginald is gonna be. Listen, Reginald. You said John was smoking. Hey man, you know how that company is, man. You're on method. I, you are. <laughs> you got some. You hey, got something. You know what, bro? Man. You know what, man? You know what? Fuck it. Here's what we're gonna do, right? Five years from now, every champion is gonna be black. All right. Let me think. Okay. So who, and who all black gonna... champions are gonna fall to Brock Lesnar because they've been doing that for the past three um, years now. Okay. Um. Let me go to all of the black people on the roster. The fact that I actually have to look at this should tell you that there is a problem with diversity. I'm not going to go there, okay? We have Bobby Lashley. He can be the WWE champion. Um, Cedric and Shelton can be the Raw Tag Team champions. Um, Gable Stevenson, I guess, could be U.S. champion. Um, yes. The Street Profits can be the SmackDown Tag Team champions. Um Man, I don't know. Maybe MVP can be the MVP the is IC on, champion or something. No, nah, MVP is going to be a manager only. The man, um, he's see. he's close to fifty. He is not wrestling on time something like that. Ashley, you know what? Why not just give Bianca Belair every single title? Mm-hmm. I think that would be. I think that would be great. I think that would be perfect. We go give her the WWE title. We go give her the Universal title. We're going to give her the SmackDown and the Raw Women's title. We're going to give her the tag team, Women's Tag Team titles, the Raw Tag Team titles, and the SmackDown Tag Team titles. And somehow, some way, we're going to win that Divas title too. <laughs> Look, give her the NXT Women's Championship. Bianca give her the 24-7 Championship. Bro, Bianca Belair should do what Tessa Blanchard was supposed to do before everybody found out she was racist. And win it all? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But honestly, you're sick. You have a lot of faith in WWE thinking that they won't find none of these people in the next two years. Oh, no, I have zero faith. I have zero <laughs> faith. No, like I'm when you said her, you said, uh, what is it, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin? I'm like, man, yeah, they're not bro. even gonna keep, they're not even gonna say it. they're gonna split them up as solo competitors. You tell them to split it. them up, nigga, they gonna get released next month. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you well in your future endeavors, man. Oh, my god. <laughs> like I do you be saying all this, but WWE has pulled such left and right bullshit for the past two years that no one really has been able to predict what has gonna happen with this company. Yeah. Like we all thought at one point Triple H is gonna take over the company. And now it's not even a triple it's not even a wrestling company no more. It's an entertainment business. Yeah, it stopped being a wrestling company decades ago though, to be completely honest with you. It's not. Oh no! I said the last time. Decades, but no. When they killed off NXT and turned into NXT 2.0, that was the last time. That was it. That was the end of the wrestling company. Because Triple H was literally 
the only person that was keeping it afloat as a wrestling company. In my yeah. The man was WWE. They had their Raw SmackDown. You can consider them t- like weekly TV entertainment. They're not even wrestling shows at this point. Yeah. NXT that was a wrestling show. That was Triple H's baby. Now it's just a full entertainment company that's trying to monopolize. Yeah. yeah, I think NXT should be on a different channel than USA Network. I think NXT should not be on TV. You think it should be on Peacock? I think it shouldn't exist anymore. I think it should be like, I think it should be on YouTube because I mean seriously, who who is watching that? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, look, bro, I only like two people on that show, not counting the originals. Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. Who were the originals still there? Champ and Pete Dunn, and I think that's it. Oh, Champ and Body get called up to the main roster anyway. That man's been on Raw for. I hope not. It's only inevitable, man. I'm sorry. He's been yeah, on Raw. He was on main event. Pete Dunn. I'm surprised that man is having was having an extreme uh, cage match on NXT. Jesus. <clears throat> I, I feel like Pete Dunn. I don't know how Pete Dunn's going to do well in WWE. I want him to leave, too. Yeah. I want his contract to expire. I just want like, him to leave. I don't know. Because look what they did to Walter. Not fucking no Tuta. Walter. Nah, Walter. No Fuck, nah, no Walter. Walter only. We only they named that man after a Nazi. You, you know what? I'm Who's not going to go. It was like, no, you can't even say WWE. That was actually Walter's idea. No, it wasn't. Wait, what? It was? Yeah, it was. The whole entire thing of Gunther was Walter's idea. Oh, yeah, because he didn't want to. Um, he, he wasn't trying to trademark his real name. Yeah. Okay. Ugh, anyway, but. I think he should. Walter yeah. should trademark his own name, not WWE. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to do, but I don't think you can even do that in depth. WWE has such strict contract clauses when it comes to ownership of like rights because it's weird. Like, every time you are in the company, they have to, they have to, like, what is it, make a brand off the name they give you. Yeah, which is which is very weird. Why John Cena, his name is legally owned by WWE, like, I don't get that. His entire birth, his entire government name is trademarked by WWE. He cannot use it anywhere else. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's sick. But, Jonathan, wrapping us up, where do you see that company in five years? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Roman Reigns is still champion. This man has, is about to break some records, probably. He's about to go into, like, a thousand-day title reign, and no one ever going to beat it. I'd love to see it. Um, I can honestly see majority of the roster, like, a good portion of the roster either not being on TV in the next five years or being cut and being somewhere else because of how WWE is building up their new – their entire wrestling persona now is they're just trying to be young and marketable. So they're not even bringing in, like, 30-year-olds or 40-year-olds more experienced. They're trying to bring in, like, people who are green and fresh. And then also, you got to add to that, they're trying to bring in former athletes. So I feel like um, the entire landscape of WWE for the next five years is not going to be exactly the same as it does currently. It's probably going to be a lot more uh, 
athletes turn wrestlers like there are currently are around uh really smackdown because smackdown has a lot of athletes turn wrestlers if you think about it yeah so i can see that being majority like of the wwe active roster in the next five years especially with the new nil pro- um thing that came out most definitely um Nick Khan's gonna run the business because business man. I feel like if that man, if he's still alive in the next five years, I can I'll change it. But if he's not, Nick Khan's gonna run the business, probably yeah. sell to Disney, and uh, Disney's gonna monopolize wrestling itself. Triple H is probably gonna want to leave because he has no really power in the business no more. Stephanie, Mc, Stephanie McMahon. What happened to Stephanie? Like she really has not done nothing. She's more like an ambassador now, I think. Yeah, and plus, so you they, know, H had that heart surgery. So. Yeah, so I don't see, I don't really see either of them doing nothing for the company for the mm-hmm. next five years because just of how they got undercut really badly before the pandemic. Um, but I really don't see creative control. No, no, only probably like five wrestlers gonna have that. Several they're still gonna be hammering by the rest by the writers. I don't think everything's going to get approved by Vince no more, which what, which I feel like is the main problem with uh, WWE is that everything is ran through one person, which is Vince. And I really don't see nothing a lot changing other than wrestlers because what is WWE going to change? They just made a billion dollars. Yeah, you're right. They're like, they're, what is it? They were holding people over for COVID and making people wrestle, they don't care enough about the wrestlers, honestly. Unless you're keeping them. They love that, man. And saved his life. I'll still be grateful for that. But other than that, I don't really see him doing anything else for the wrestlers in the next five years. They're going to be, like, market changing. Yeah, you're right. But uh, this is really a topic. But the last thing I want to talk about, I just thought about this, bro. Um did y'all hear that EC3 and Braun Strowman are starting their own wrestling company? Yes, I did hear about that. Uh, uh, I saw the. I don't know how that's gonna go. How did they even get enough money to do that? They suck. I mean, it. Do they have a TV deal or is it just based on? I don't know. They said they do. With who? Uh, b- both of them just said they have an imminent TV deal. With what company? Who? Because I'm not. Su- I'm not surprised with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman said he put his money. He invested his money. So I wouldn't be surprised if Braun Strowman had the money to do it. I don't know about EC3 because who was paying EC3 that much money to get a TV deal? Yeah, they said TV deal imminent. First of all, who is gonna ever work in this promotion, man? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Killer I'm not Pro- gonna hold yeah, you. No, the no, not the people who I saw supporting it, I'm just kind of like, this is some January 6, 2021 type people. Yeah, company definitely. that's gonna have yeah. like if I'm sorry, if Chris Jericho's wife pop up over there, we all know what that company's about. Yo. And apparently Killer Cross is gonna be there too. And I just ain't no one care away. about look. The only thing I care about Killer Cross is his wife. That is it. And that's because his wife is just good looking. Other than that, Killer Cross got killed off in the main roster. 
by Jeff Hardy. He said this during Black History Month. Oh, Jesus. Do better. Do better. He is right. Do better. We can talk about, bro. Listen. Listen here. Without that woman. It's Look, man. Listen, dude. listen, bro. I'm sorry. Killer Cross y'all was can made wait. by his wife. If it wasn't for his wife, that character would be nothing on NXT. Y'all can have this conversation in ten days. Y'all can have this conversation in ten days. Until then, I will not stand for this. Okay, for the next ten days, I'm not standing for this. Y'all are not going to do this on this Black podcast during Black History Month. I'm not having it. No. Y'all can talk about Bianca Belair, Naomi, Sasha Banks, Jay Cargill, and whatever the black women's wrestler you can think of. But until first of all, no, you know what? I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even Actually, gonna... that's another question. Do you think Jay Cargill is gonna go to WWE in the next five years? Hell no. Cause they're no, no, because WWE said no, because the first time she got offered by WWE, the pay wasn't enough and the traveling wasn't too was too much for her. They're seeing how she is now in AEW. There's a possibility they can give her that freedom. Mm, I don't I don't want to see that because they're gonna ruin her. I'm just saying. They're one MJF, they're getting Cody Rhodes, and they're now wanting Jay Cargill. You know, what they, should do? they can they can fork over that money. They got it. You know what? I just had an idea. Five years from now, right? We get the female version of the nation of domination. With Sasha, Naomi, Bianca, and Jade Cargill. As much as I want that to happen, do you really think it's going to let that happen? Oh no, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, because they could have. As honestly, the closest they could they could have done with that was remember when the Force Woman, the four Force Woman, got first called up to WWE, yeah. and they had all of them join like three different factions. Yeah. The faction between Sasha Banks, I think it was Tamina and someone else. Naomi. They could have. Yeah, they could have added one more stable member in domination and domination. Yeah, they didn't. See, but here's the thing: if when they do this, make them baby faces the entirety of the run, <laughs> because how the hell to this day I don't understand how the hell were the nation of domination heels when they were literally just being black? How the fuck y'all booed them for being niggas, man? I'm not okay. Shows you, I'm hey, not I'm okay. just saying. You- you were you were you were looking at stuff in the nineties, my guy. Oh, you know what? Oh, Jesus Christ! They did they that. Really, if they did that today, they will get kissed. They, they said, get blown up they on Twitter. really said, "Boo that black man," and took it to a whole nother level, man. I'm the whole DX and blackface. You know what? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Nah, they were, nah. Man, let's not talk not about okay. how they were raising. Okay. They were raising the black power fist, and they were getting booed for it. Exactly. You know what? It's ridiculous. This Vince wearing a do rag and saying the word on TV right next to Booker T is like three most like racist things. Yeah, most definitely. It's ridiculous. That in blackface. The black, but blackface yeah, is a given. Yeah. Oh Jesus. But with that being said, that is going to bring us to the conclusion of this episode of Hooplex. Thank you all for listening. Jonathan, again, thank you for hopping on, man. We definitely going to have to have you on another episode for sure, man. This was a great conversation. And, you know, it's still awesome. I mean, well, 
by the time this episode hits the air, it's not going to be All-Star Weekend. But thank you guys. That's everybody that's been tapping in with the watch party, saying this in advance, you know. But again, thank you guys for listening, and we will see y'all next week.